Quantum Marketing Radio, the marketing podcast for insurance agents and financial professionals. Well, I have the pleasure of introducing our very first guest on the Quantum Marketing Radio show, Janine Kinsey. Janine? Nice to be here. We pulled you you away from the pool here at our top (laughs) producer conference to come talk marketing for an hour. You know, it's a pleasure. It's exciting stuff. So thank you. Um, You're here with your husband, Dennis, Mm -hmm. and it's important to talk about you guys because you guys really are a team. Yes. We started 13 years ago. We, when we moved to Michigan and we needed to buy our own health insurance, that's what we started as. We just started a business because we felt that there was a need and it evolved into referrals for life insurance. So we needed to learn how to do that. So once we learned how to do that, then it just kept evolving. And here we are. We have a successful practice in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it's, it's been a, a wild ride, a lot of adventure, learning what, in marketing what works and what doesn't work. When we initially started, it was the inception of online instant quoting. And we bought leads and we called the people. They were actually happy to hear from us. And we explained how the insurance worked, and we had a very high closing ratio, I mean, 40% or so. And it was great. And then within a few years, that got saturated. And so we had to look towards other marketing ideas. Well, it's always interesting for me because I'm an outsider that found myself in the insurance industry and fell in love with it. You were an outsider that found yourself in the insurance industry. Where do you even start? I mean, how do you even figure out what your focus is going to be? What's going to make you different in the marketplace? Well, when we were shopping for insurance ourselves, no one would explain anything to us. They just said, here's the brochure, here's the price, do you want it? And we just felt like there was a whole lot more to it. And we felt if we could spend our time educating and consulting, it would work and continue to serve our clients and service them. So we were checking in with them and asking for referrals. And because we liked our clients and they liked us, they felt comfortable and they gave us referrals and it just continued to grow and spread. And then as our clients moved to different states, in Arizona, I'm licensed. Why am I licensed? Well, I have clients that move from Michigan to Arizona and they wanted to take me with them and their policies. So it, it was great. So Janine, um, hi, this is Jeff. Um, what I heard you just say there was, uh, you know, in your model, you really focused on taking care of the client as a primary focus and helping really uh, serve them better than the market was already uh, taking care of people or not taking care of people in this case. Uh, and that really was kind of your opening uh, USP, I guess, of all the if we were to narrow that down would you say that's about right right because referrals were free and we were spending all this money buying leads and after a while when it didn't work we thought what else are we going to do right to generate new sales well it turned out the current clients would turn around and say hey I need more life insurance or can you look at my life insurance and sure why not and then they would introduce us to other people so we started sending calendars out we sent calculators one year, we'd drop them off candy, we'd send them thank you notes, we'd do a newsletter, just to stay in front of them because it was cheap and it worked. So we just kind of grew organically. So what I'm hearing you say, it sounds like also that you were putting together some referral systems 
Um, what do you do today to stay in front of them, uh, your client base and, and get those new referrals? I do more social media for affiliation and referrals because if someone's on Facebook and they're my friend on Facebook, I didn't even want to join Facebook to begin with. My friend had a house fire and I called her to see how she was doing and she said, oh, all the pictures are on Facebook. Go on Facebook and look at it. <laughs> well, it's 11 o'clock at night. I decided I'm going to do Facebook. Well, I didn't realize what I was checking all these boxes yes to. <laughs> and it was my whole Signing contact your list. life away. And so the very next morning, I go online, and, it, and one lady sends me a note. I'm so glad you're on Facebook because I need insurance, and I didn't know your, your contact information. Wow. So I thought, oh, great. Now i got to keep doing this. So that it was wasn't a, even something I wanted to do. <laughs> that was a bit of a revelation that, wow, somebody this did. This works. How so long good. ago was that? Because, I mean, Facebook now is so... Probably... I mean, everybody's got an like account. 2010, okay. 2009, something like that. So I thought, okay, well, here we go. I'm going to do this. And then a couple of years later, LinkedIn. Well, I do business with business owners. And on LinkedIn, I can put posts out and jar their memory about me. But I also have an account that I can see who's checking on my profile. Mm-hmm. So I don't call them right away. I wait a few days. And I say, hey, how you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. And how's everything going? And so then they got- say, wow, funny you called me. You know. That's interesting. So you're actually actively mining your LinkedIn then too, mm-hmm. in addition to having Facebook presence. So mm-hmm. you're kind of a pioneer in the industry. Because a lot of agents today still don't even have a website. I have four. Much less. You I know, have four for different social... purposes. Yeah. Well, that's great. So what do you? What are they, by the way? Let's just. Um, uh... One is for our company. Okay. And it has the word brokers in it because people are shoppers. And they, they want to know they're dealing with someone who has multiple carriers to offer them. Yep. One of them is for um, insurance for a bank loan. So people who are going for a bank loan, oftentimes they're required to get life insurance. And they need it now because they're no matter what the banker says about getting it done in advance, they don't do it. They wait till their loan's approved. And then they think, okay, now let me get to this punch list. Well, they have 30 days to get something in place. So when they call me... They're ready. They're ready, willing buyers. It's required. Mm-hmm. So I also... Um, and then Janine calls me and says, Louie, how are we going to get this through in two weeks? <laughs> right. <laughs> I say, uh-oh. We've At least Megan's getting used to that part, right? Get that collateral assignment in place. Let's go. So, and then but we, we found some creative solutions to push through tricky you know, life cases that need fast underwriting. And now the bankers are starting to take note which is key also, is to get involved with your local bankers who are giving the loans so that way you can be their contact. That way when they have that loan approved, they say, hey, call Janine because she, I know she'll get it done on time. And we have 30 days to close because the loans have to close within a certain amount of days. So that's been successful and it's not hard to get, it, get the word out. Well, and it sounds like the same approach that you took to getting consumer referrals you're taking uh, to get banker referrals Mm -hmm. you're showing them that you can help solve their problem uh, in an efficient and um, you know thoroughly shopping the market kind of an approach and really handling their clients in the best way possible right it's all about that call to action because otherwise if, if it's not a priority it's very hard to get it off the back burner people just want to put it off I'm busy and I'll do it later and 
We actually had a situation last year when we had met with business owner for buy-sell agreement, talked about it, they said, sure, no problem, makes sense, good idea, let's do it. One of them went on vacation, the other one was killed in a car accident. And nothing was in place. Hmm. Nobody knew who owned his share of the company because he was single. And it was a mess for them. And we were there, ready, willing, and able, but it, they didn't feel like it was urgent. He was 33 years old, so nobody's planning at that age. So it really changes things a little bit yeah. about why it's important and educating people about what a mess they're going to leave behind if they don't get their affairs in order. Mm -hmm. But not everyone's ready to hear it in that perspective. So today, do you still um, use health insurance as a, as a primary lead-in then for I still do a lot of health life? insurance because I'm known for that. I have a reputation for that. I'm, I have a website for uh, the Affordable Care Act group help because of the mandates for a large group employers, which puts me in front of business owners as a consultant. Mm -hmm. And they just need to know. Their accountant doesn't know. Their lawyer doesn't know. They need to bring somebody in who knows. And then I have a chance to review everything else because they thought, wow, she knows what she's talking about. Right. So then they'll say, oh, we already have whole life with this carrier. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Let's talk about that a different day. And then I put them off. Put them off for a few weeks. And now that's it. That's like eating at them. You planted the seed that there's maybe a problem there. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, we should talk about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy right now. Uh, don't worry. I'll take care of it. Give me a couple weeks. It'll be all right. Send me what you have. So I, I kind of keep them going without pouncing on it. Which is a good sales psychology approach. It's a bit of the takeaway. So you've kind of dangled the bait out there and then taken it away. So now they're coming after you. Well, I need to secure the relationship for other lines of coverage. Because once I have, cross-selling is the easiest thing in the world to do. Yep. And now I have that client for life. Yeah. Just like with health, if you sell them dental or vision, you've got them. If you sell them life, you're going to get an annuity someday or another life policy. Right. And it's it works. Is well, your building up your reputation and experience with those crossover sales? Mm -hmm. Talk to us about you know um, trying to position yourself as more than just a health agent. You know, was that difficult? Was it hard to get somebody to see you? besides that little box that they've put you in when they've first met you and that's the need that you've helped them fill? Originally, yes. Especially with um, other agents feeling like health is the low man on the totem pole of all insurance agents. They just kind of like look down on us for so long. And we didn't, we didn't mind because we were taking it to the bank. You know, <laughs> you know, go ahead, look down on do us. It, we'll we're making a good living, no problem. Why do, why do you think there is that perception about health agents? I think because there's a lot of turnover in the industry. There's a low threshold to entry for insurance agents. And people get in and they think, well, what do people need to buy? All right, that's what I'm going to sell. But maybe they know what they're doing, maybe they don't. Right. But I find diversifying critical for my practice because I'm prepared for any shift in the economy whatsoever. Right now, the economy, people think it's good. Okay, you know what? They're going to buy better life policies. When the economy's bad, they're going to break up their group and they'll do individual health. But right now, business owners, a lot of the business owners are in their 50s. They're looking at it saying, I need to be ready for retirement, for legacy, for buy-sell. I need to be ready. 
and they're they're motivated. Mm-hmm. So it's more exposure than anything else, because the health is the Achilles that gets them to the table to begin with. They don't know they have a problem with their life insurance all the time, because nobody died. <laughs> they haven't seen yet. They don't understand. They don't it understand it. They just think, oh, this costs a lot of money, and I don't know if it's the right thing or not. But the health needing review every year because the rate goes up and they're not happy and all the changes with the Affordable Care Act, it, it brings them to the table. That's that urgent point that gets them to take action in the short run. Right. That they want to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. That's great. And now it's only really a fourth quarter. It's, it keeps you busy fourth quarter and that's about it. You know, right. Other than that, I'm freed up for everything else and it gets my name out in the area so I belong to associations that give me referrals and they just know I'm the go-to person that they can refer people to so I encourage people to join an association of any kind whatsoever before referrals because it just works it just the, the people absolutely respond because you have something in common you're part of the same association we must know about the same kind of thing or have a passion for the same kind of thing well, it's obviously you've built your business with leveraging referrals and contacts. Um, this leads me kind of back to joint ventures, um, knowing that that's something that you've also dabbled in mm-hmm. and are probably continuing to work on. Uh, tell us how, how that's kind of uh, added to what you're doing now and how you use that in your practice. Well, last April is when I went to the Quantum Workshop. Okay. That was awesome. Came back, went to a luncheon, met a CPA, told her I thought we should do this and she said yeah it sounds all right we'll get together well then it was the wrong time of year for her she was busy and she didn't really want to get together and do the partnership and out of the blue she calls and says I'm gonna refer this guy to you he needs a step right away he, he can't file his taxes without this can you get this done I said sure it's fine it was almost 50,000 for an annuity and so I did the whole thing with her and she was like okay cool and it worked, and he was thrilled. He just said, my, my CPA told me I have to meet with you and do this. How, who should I make the check out to? I mean, it was that fast. Literally, it was one meeting. Wasn't that some nice credibility to be able to walk in the door with someone who is ready to do whatever you say? Right. Because of the joint venture relationship and how that referral came in. Right, and they're not all that way, sure. but that was my very first experience, <laughs> and I thought, okay, great, here we go. We're good. Here's, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 let's keep going. So um, I've tried it in different ways like I met with a hairdresser this week I could tell from the look on her face she didn't have life insurance so how was she going to refer people it was over her head and it was just something she wasn't real comfortable with and so we decided to make up a postcard with the contact info that she could just hand out to people mm-hmm. and she said oh I can do that Yeah. because the postcard would have all her information on it it goes with the person and it's big enough that it's just going to be right there in their hands until they do something with it. What's the motivation for her to refer you and set up a partnership with you? Well, I told her about the CPA, that referral. I said, you know, we're not talking about a little bit of money here. It could be substantial. I said, this can make a difference for you. I said, you work hard all day. I said, wouldn't it be nice to get paid an extra day here and there? Mm -hmm. You didn't have to work. And she said, yeah, that would be really nice. I said, all right, let's so this try is, it. So compensating her. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it was what you said something that I thought was sort of significant there is she was uncomfortable with life insurance because she wasn't a client. So that does make it a little tougher for us to work through a, re- a relationship where they don't really understand what we do. So there can be an educating process. Or in your case, I think you pivoted and did really something that was very smart, which was find a way that she's comfortable with in promoting your business rather than trying to force something on her that's unnatural. So. Right, because she was afraid she wouldn't know how to say it or how to. I said, you know what, when someone says they bought a house, tell them, you know, you need to protect that investment to make sure your family can stay there if anything happens to you or your husband. Uh, somebody had a baby, okay, what, what's your plan? How are you going to take care of that baby if something happens to one of you? So to key her in on the life events that are the catalyst for people to purchase insurance, life insurance, Mm -hmm. and the light bulb went off like, oh, I can do that. And all of a sudden it became real easy. Because she's having those conversations all day long with people, right? Right, of course. So it's natural for her to pick in, pick up on that and key into it and Mm -hmm. then bring up your information on those key issues as they come up. Mm -hmm. And And it felt comfortable for her by the time you had worked this out, how to handle this right um, so this is a new thing it's just getting started then with her mm-hmm. great well it'll right. be exciting to hear how that develops over time but uh, that's another great influencer type person that can be a great uh, JV partner and you're gonna be kind of at the front end of all those life events because she is right well I mean we Jeff and I and talked to a lot of agents and I mean we work with a lot of producers that go after joint venture partnerships with people that are approached literally every week. You know, property and casualty agents, uh, attorneys, CPAs. Um, So, I mean, it sounds like your approach here is going outside of the box to find somebody that maybe has never been approached about having a leveraged marketing strategy. Is that, Mm -hmm. um, it it just is gonna drive relationships that may have not existed before? Right. Something new and different. And so that's what's been successful for us is a little bit outside of the norm and also not concentrating on the big city areas. It's helped to have an address on a predominant street in Grand Rapids because it shows I'm not working from home. It shows I exist. If they want to come and find me, they can. No problem. But the marketing in rural areas that are underserved markets has been instrumental because we're real people trying to help real people. And those people are not hit up all the time. You know, otherwise, if you're on a main drag, you've got the Affleck girl coming in all the time. You know, and she's half my age and real cute. And it's tempting for them. So I need to be better and better than that with my experience. And so that's what works, is if I can show you a better way, will you listen? and just give me time. In fact, one of the key words I had last year was critical illness uh, insurance agent. I don't even sell critical illness, right? All right. I wrote $3 million (laughs) with an attorney for critical illness. Hmm. And he already owns $7 million in life insurance. And he's like, I don't need a life insurance. And I said, you know what, hear me out. I just interrupted. I said, I'm sorry, but you need to hear me out. By the time we're done, you're going to understand why this is a better strategy for you. And we had to fight for that case, but we did it. Louie helped me like crazy with that. You researched to the hilt. And without your help, I don't know if that would have sale would have happened. 
because it was tough because he had his other prior agent and then he had another one both hammering on him Mm -hmm. and in the end he went with what we educated him on that would made more sense it made 100 percent more sense it was a better value but when you can do seo for keywords that are not real popular you'll have better results and you can get there i have keywords of nice insurance agent nice (laughs) (laughs) you know that might be a right i mean it sounds really hokey but you know what people are just sick of not nice insurance not nice insurance agents (laughs) you know i have another um seo of a personal insurance agent and so it's things like that that you it's a lot easier to get on the front page of it Mm -hmm. so I have a website with my name because when people Google my name, I want my website to come up. I was going to circle back around on that. So the four websites are you have your business mm-hmm. website, you have one that's For a personal name. website mm-hmm. with your name, but it's also still a business site. Is mm-hmm. that? Okay. It's geared more towards women. Oh, okay. For marketing towards women. Got it. So a little Smart. bit like a man is not a plan yeah. kind of thing. Okay. So it... Self-empowerment it, and empowerment for women. Right. Take control of your own... Right, Finances. because most women, as we know, will outlive their husband, yeah. and we want to make sure that nobody's running out of money. That's that's the bottom line to it. And then what were the other the two? Afford, I have one for group help for the Affordable Care Act. Okay, yeah, that's right. And then I have um, the one for the business loans. Okay. So that they can get the insurance to secure the business loans. And so how did you arrive at these four? It was a sort of an accident. Well, what's po- no, no. What's popular right now is having a web website name of a term that people might Google. So then it will come up really fast. So. So just buying a URL of a popular search term mm-hmm. in a market that you're serving mm-hmm. was a way for you to right. drive some cold leads mm-hmm. in the area. And it makes that makes it a lot easier for people to know why they're going there. Why am I going to this website? Well, it's sbaloanlifeins.com. Okay, great. You know, I got an SBA loan. I need to get that life insurance in place. I need to know how much it's going to cost. And with the IE network, that's really handy because I can see what's going on. So when I talk to people, I tell them, you know, I'll send you the quotes. If you want, play around on this website and get a better idea. If you think there's a different strategy or a different quote mm-hmm. that you'd like to know about, and then I can see what they're doing. So I what know what they're leaning towards. Yep. Oh, maybe I only need a 10-year. Oh, maybe I really want 30. Well, maybe I should buy double. And I know their mindset. What they've been running. And, yeah. Because I can see what those quotes are. So that's also instrumental. Mm. You know, how does that work? It generates an email to you every time mm. they run a quote? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you know how serious they are. You know what avenue they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And have, you can bring that, in, bring that up in conversation when you have that next chat with them and right. steer them in a particular direction. And well, and I'll tell them, let's take care of this part now so you can get, because their total focus is on closing on that loan. All right, let's take care of this. Then we'll go back and talk about your personal needs and maybe reviewing what you have because you obviously think you need a little bit more or we're, you know, we wouldn't be talking about it. So that really is helpful to, as a tool. And I give it to the bankers too. Because people want to say it's very expensive, and the bankers will say, that's not a lot of money. You, you, you have to do this. This is part of your loan package. Well, I mean, they just paid $2,500 for an appraisal that, that they didn't need. So it's just part of that business cycle. 
So off of your websites, how are you normally hearing from the people that come to your website? Is it by phone? Is it by email? Or is there a capture form? That there is. There's a contact form. Sometimes people will fill that out okay. and send that in. I'll call them. So, a lot of times they pick up the phone and call. Okay. Sometimes they'll grab the email off there and, and call me. Okay. So I see a little bit of everything. A little mix. Do you have a call to action or an offer of any type other than... I have the instant health quotes, instant life quotes. Okay. I have the free consultation. So I have a few different things that they can look into with me and contact me when they're ready. Because I really want them to call when they're ready for that conversation. People don't hit that many times in their life. Really, they don't. People only buy life insurance a few times in their life. Mm-hmm. You, if, and you just have to be there at the right moment when they're ready for that conversation because it's it's not always an easy one. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's I think an area that a lot of agents struggle with because they don't one know how to get in front of people that have the right timing in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're out there talking to people that may not be even remotely ready to have the discussion and then they're trying to sell it. They're trying to push it and that may or may not get anywhere of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a low probability sale versus you your approach is really magnetic, where people that have the timing issue but maybe aren't quite sure what or how or even how much, um, and you're there to help them through that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that make you feel when you've put in, you know, you lay the seeds, and it can take months or years for these marketing efforts to come to harvest? When you see that decision to build that website lead to somebody calling you to get the quote, um, that, that feeling that your efforts and your planning has paid off, what is that? Well, it, marketing is so inexpensive these days. I mean, mm-hmm. when we first started and you had to do mailings and mail out the brochures, and I mean, you were spending a lot more money buying leads. It was way more expensive 13 years ago when we started. I mean, it's not a business to really jump into when you're broke. You have to have some money in the bank to sustain yourself so you can get it up and going or you know, find a way to live very inexpensively. But now that, now that marketing's so affordable, it's no big deal. Whip together a website, make it happen. Put it together, keep going. Make a marketing plan for the whole year. Give yourself a different topic every month, budget it out, and then quantitate it so you can go back and look at it and say, was this a good idea or not? Last year I, I went with Yodel. Sounded good, really good salesperson. It totally did not work. I spent probably $3,500 testing Yodel. Bunch of empty promises, nothing came out of it. I I got very angry about it and I thought, you know, that's just not the aura I want in my world every day. I just need to cut my losses and move on. So I did. And I just can't, you just can't look back. You have to say, you know what, that would have been really sweet if that worked. I only needed one. I only needed one sale to pay for this whole business. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But that's how you learn, too, because it always comes back to the individual. If it was that easy, we'd all be doing no marketing and just pay a company to do it and not have to do anything at all except write business. I don't know anybody in that position. Yeah, I think that's something else I'd love to hear a little bit more about. You know, do you have other recent failures that you want to do, uh, you know, from a marketing standpoint that you would want to share with us? 
Um, I mean, that's a great example because I've heard that exact same story, by the way, about Yodel from at least one other agent. So, um, so you just can't count on anything that you throw money at to necessarily work. And I think that's the tricky thing about anything with marketing is that it's not a solution you can necessarily just throw money at. It does involve, it has to involve you personally and some of your own effort, your own vision, um, and that sweat equity often. So, mm-hmm. which is clearly what you've built. You know, all the different ways that people come into you is really a result of a lot of sweat, sweat equity, and a lot of money. And we put money a lot too. of money into leads in the early years and marketing. We tried a direct mail one time. It was a postcard. It was really nice. We got one response, and it was, please take us off your mailing list. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? How you many wasted you your time calling me to that? talk to me about this? How many postcards did you send out to get one response? I think it was 500. Okay. And it just was, you know, probably like 2006 where, you know, I don't know, people just sometimes are just not ready. And it's really hard to hit that bullseye of who's ready when you're just doing, you know, a list mailing. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just really not something that's... Yeah. Direct mail is very challenging to begin with, you know, between selecting the right list, between having the right messaging, the right offer. To get it right uh, is very difficult to do, and obviously it can be very expensive. And if you make a mistake with it and you're doing a 5,000 piece mailing instead of a 500, you know, it can be a colossal failure. Um, And so that's why, you know, I've obviously gravitated towards relationship Mm -hmm. being a leverage point and growing your business through strategic partnerships because uh, especially in the case of your hairstylist uh, that'll be a, hopefully a good new partner for you you know by being able to help somebody else with their life and their business uh, and even their clients that I'm sure they want to have uh, you know put in a better position as well uh, it's a win-win for everyone mm-hmm. so. I also try and focus on some of the client needs I have like if I have clients with uh, special needs children, I know they need a trust set up. If they have elderly parents they're caring for. So I try and pay attention to what's going on in their world so that I'm there when the opportunity presents itself because they don't always remember what we do. They only know us for one thing. If they're, if they're a life client, they don't know we do health. If, we're a, if they're a health client, they don't always think about us for life. And so it's always important to just have a lot of variety in the blogs so that you're kind of touching on different points throughout the year. So how do you get a new client or customer in your system of communication? Do you take somebody that uh, found your website and put them on an email marketing? They can program? sign up for my newsletter from my website. Okay. Um, when I talk to the people, I ask them if, if they're all right if I keep in touch periodically. May not be a right fit. Maybe Cobra is a better option for you right now. But your life insurance you just left with your job. So, you know, let's think about this or talk about this. And everybody says yes. I say, you know, I don't bother you a lot. It's once in a while. You're not going to drive you crazy with things. But I think that priority of patterns, and one thing I wanted to talk about with people is I, I haven't met most of my clients. I Most of my clients are over the phone. Mm. So... How you speak and meet them at their level is is absolutely critical because so many people have said, I never knew any of this about insurance. No one's ever talked to me about these things. There should be like an insurance 101 in high school or something like that where they really explain the 10 top terms 
So people understand. When you say the word premium, some people don't even know. They get what premium and deductible yeah. confused, or they don't understand that term really could go longer, and they just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to meet people where they are with their level of education, because you don't want to talk down to them, but you don't want to talk over them either. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to take a breath and let them think about it. And it, it's okay if there's a moment of silence because they're still catching up to whatever I just said. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, how is it that you sort of gauge uh, their level of knowledge and really what they don't know about what we do? Well, I, I really, first I start and say, do you own life insurance or do you have some on your husband or wife? Are you, a, are you a part of any life insurance policy? Because if they are as a beneficiary or something, they would know a tiny bit about it. They know what beneficiary means. To start. <laughs> I'm going to get something someday, right? Yep. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know what kind of policy it yeah, is. Yeah, will it be there or not? We don't even know. Right. It could yeah. be over by that time. So part of it is educating them, and then part of them, part of it is letting them ask the questions, and the key is to get them to talk because... The whole idea is to figure out what their Achilles is. What's bringing them to this call to action? Why do they feel like this is an important thing right now? Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I, I don't have anything to do today, so I think I'll buy life insurance. You know, they don't really think, oh, that sounds like fun. Let's do that today. Yeah. You know, I'll take that. And, you just, know, it's just, just the way Just not the nature is. of our business, yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of like you want a root canal or you want to spend time with your, <laughs> spend time about life insurance, right. you know. So... It's one of those things where it's, the, what's the catalyst? And once you, they're talking and you're listening, then you have a chance to ask them about other things that matter to them, about their objectives. What do you want this to do for you? How do you want this to play out for you over time? What, when do you want to retire? So I know when you want the premiums to end and you can have a paid up policy and you're golden. And they don't even know these things are possible. So then they get kind of excited, like, wow, it's a lot cheaper than I thought, a lot more affordable than I thought. And I do a ton of research in advance, and Lou knows this, that we, I ask a million questions because when I go to do the application, I already want to know how it's going to come out. So I don't want to call with bad news if I don't have to. I want to make sure if I can, quote, if I can get them approved for something better. It's a good surprise, not a bad surprise. So you're using that underwriting process to help set their expectations and... Mm -hmm. You want to do the research in advance so that you know where this whole thing is going. And and then I tell them the timetable. It's real important to share a, a timetable. I know you're not ready to get insurance today, but it's, it does take a few months to get this done. So we're just going to do a little bit, work on it, and we'll get there. But until we actually make an application, the, t the clock hasn't started ticking on your couple months. Right. So if you have any time frame whatsoever, I need to know about that now. Okay. Interesting. Well, and that, that just cued something for me in action selling because one of the biggest uh, parts of the sales process that is so often overlooked by salespeople in general, but even in our business, is that time to buy. And you're using that as, a, as part of your close, is the time to buy. Um, and I think that's a critical piece of the sales process is getting that commitment on when is the right time to do this for you. Uh, and it's often so overlooked, you know, people chase somebody for months and months trying to figure out when that time to buy is and they never confront the, the person directly. So um, I love what you just said about how you actually have that conversation. I think that's great advice to anybody listening today.
Well, I and I have it early too because some carriers go by their half birthday. Are we rounding down? Are we rounding up? What are we doing? And they're not even thinking about their birthday. My birthday's in October. Okay, great. Well, you know what? Right now, if if we get started now, I could save you some money because guess mm-hmm. what? If we get past April, the rate is higher. Yeah. And they're like, well, why? Why? I don't even have my birthday till October. Well, you know, this is the, the way, way insurance works. works. <laughs> and I'm trying to get you the best value. So as long as we're talking about it, let's keep talking. Yeah. And that they appreciate the forward. candor. They appreciate that candor because we're not committing to anything right away. We're just kind of getting it going because if we don't, we're never going to get there. So if you're going to put your time and energy into it, let's do it right to make sure we're doing things which are going to pan out the best for you. Well, it's hard to believe we've already been talking for almost 40 minutes. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff we would love to talk to you about because you've had some really interesting insights about your business. Um, If you were to just share with us maybe one uh, critical piece of advice that you've learned in all your years in in business um, to help anyone new in the business or struggling with marketing, um, your wisdom that you've acquired out of, all, out of all these years, what would it be uh, that you'd want a new agent to know about how to, how to make it in this business? I have two pages on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Kiss, right. the, kiss the frog. All right. Kiss the frog. First thing in the morning, whatever it is that you don't want to do, knock it out. Get it done. Get it over so you're not dragging the whole day. You'll feel so much better. You take a deep breath. You head into your day. And don't let anything come in between your money hours. My money hours are 9.30 to 11.30, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and 1.30 to 3.30, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So I've got 12 hours a week that are my money hours. I have to focus on production. I have to focus on getting the job done, get moving something forward, and getting to a close, getting a new opportunity. Nothing can come in my way during those times. And that's critical because if you don't put that first, you will never be successful. Mm -hmm. You have to put your blinders on to the rest of the world and just go for it at that time. And it's not, agents don't spend a lot of time prospecting. Mm -hmm. But you're a marketing agent before you're an insurance agent because if you're not a marketing agent first, you'll never be an insurance agent. You'll never be ready to insurance. So, yeah. You won't survive. (laughs) Right. So, that's absolutely critical. But I will say that it's the best profession that you could ask for as a woman. There's very few women in this industry. I have no idea why. It's flexible, it's portable. I can do business from anywhere. Mm -hmm. I can run it by the schedule that I need to for my family's priorities. Mm -hmm. It's busy when the kids are all in school because it's mostly moms buying insurance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And I just don't understand why more women don't take advantage of it. Because it's a very noble profession. I'm protecting people's families. Oh yeah, well, what, what we do definitely makes a difference in people's lives for sure. It's a very important job. Um, so time management then, I guess. We've all heard it mm-hmm. before, you know, what you focus on grows. So having that focus on prospecting during your core business times, and then uh, obviously getting the, the worst possible thing out of the way first thing in the day so that that's not lingering and weighing you down. It's sort of a psychological thing as well as a practical matter. Just get the worst thing off the table and you're, you're free to focus on something more positive. And so Janine, is that why I have a voice message waiting for me every morning? Because <laughs> <laughs> I get to you after four o'clock. 
Louis, absolutely. Louis got the frog right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> but really, that's that's the schedule that works for me. But I know I'm trying to call business owners. Mondays they want to do their business. Fridays they want to be done by noon. So I've got three middle days of the week to make that work, and they don't want to be called over lunch hour. They don't want to be called early. They don't want to be called late. There you go. But I just find that it's been a huge success to be with ECA for the time savings of the research that's done and the assistance that's done, the facilitating, that I know absolutely 100% sure with confidence. I am bringing them the best product that could ever fit their situation. So and I appreciate that opportunity. I really do. You've been a great partner, and it's, it's worked very, very well for us to free us up that we don't have to do all this ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Well, you're very welcome. We, we're uh, very pleased to have you here at Knowledge is Power, and it's been very fun having you share some of your wisdom and insights with us on the podcast, our premiere episode. So, um, we could probably go on for another hour easily, I'm sure, and I know you've got notes to probably do that, so maybe we'll have to have you back for a second episode down the road. And I'd love to come when back we go to syndicated. Arizona. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> When we go syndicated, we'll invite you back here to Arizona. Perfect. All expenses paid. All right. <laughs> Out of the quantum marketing budget. Right, right. So. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate well, the thank opportunity. Well, thank you. Thanks, Louie. Hopefully it helps some agents. Absolutely. Are you independent? Be a part of the cutting edge in fixed life and annuity marketing for the independent agent and advisor. Discover the ECA Advantage, where you'll find the marketing systems, training, products, compensation, and expert support you need to take your business to the next level. Sign up for your free ECA agent account to get access to ECA's Knowledge is Power 2016 Keynote Speaker Video Series. For more information, call ECA Marketing today at 800-356-4189 and ask for your marketer or visit ecamarketing.com. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Find out more about the quantum marketing system at quantummarketingsystem.com.